Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. You know the drill. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. What is happening in your world, in Dr. Andy's world? Because Dr. Andy's here because it's Monday. What's up, Dr. Andy? Hey there. How are you? Well, you know, if I was any better, I'd be you. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's <laughs> super sweet. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? I have to before we get started. Okay, I just have to read an email really quick uh that we got uh from the um from from uh now I said that and then I don't don't have it pulled up. So one moment though, I'm going to pull this up and I want to you know because Dr. Andy, I think that sometimes we think we do these things and then we're like, are we making a difference? Uh, you have those moments too? We, yeah, 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 I do, I do. So, uh, so, so let me just read this email and this came in from Deb and she said, I don't usually do this, but I have to. She said, your food has really, or should I say literally brought my dog back to life. He was a rescue puppy when he came to us and we fed him kibble, in quotes, for shame. But he wouldn't eat. We changed the kibble. He wouldn't eat. We had approximately 10 bags or more of kibble and he wouldn't eat anything. People gave us suggestions to just let him be. He'll eventually eat. Mm -hmm. And she said, I can only wait for three days. And by then he was lethargic. She said, so I ended up giving him boiled chicken and he ate, but I knew that he couldn't survive on that. So we did take him to the vet and she did a few tests that all came back negative and she thought he might have pancreatitis. That blows my mind. I'm I'm just inserting here. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, and of course, what did they do? They put him on prescription kibble and he wouldn't eat. He wouldn't? He wouldn't Shocker. eat. Shocker. And he said, I, she said, I called her and she wanted him to come back in for more tests. And I mm-hmm. said, nope, not, a, not going to do it. And because at least I knew that he didn't have some sort of bad diseases. I continued with boiled chicken because at least he ate. And she said, I tried to find a holistic vet in near me. And the first one only did chiropractic adjustments and acupuncture, which we will talk about today too, as well. On her website, she recommended a certain kibble. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is this. Okay. We'll come back to that. And guess what? He wouldn't touch it. And she said she found another holistic vet and she did a nutritional consult. And the first thing she told me to, to do was to put him on raw. Okay, I thought, I looked at the list she gave me. Uh, she said, and and I chose Stella and Chewy's because, well, I could get it at, you know, the pet food store. And she said, mm-hmm. he oh, did okay. eat it. 
which was great, but he wasn't thrilled. She says, so I saw your company on the list and I started researching and listening to your podcast, which I thoroughly enjoy more, uh, more on that later. And she said, I learned about HPP. Geez, am I doing something wrong again? But hey, I'm learning. So I changed him to your dog food and holy crap, this dog came alive. She said, I mean, I truly believe he would have died because he wasn't going to eat kibble ever. In quote, she put smart dog. And his <laughs> ear problems went away as well. Thank you. And she said, now your podcast. I listened to a recent one where someone told you guys that you were insensitive. And she goes, come on, people. You are not. She said, you are telling the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. I love your philosophy on what's going on in the world today as well. Keep up the great work. And um, anyway, then then she 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 said um, she said and and traveling with raw dog food it's no big deal. She said I was a little anxious at first, but once you try it and get used to it, it's easy. So their dog Casper, they have a plane and he flies with them. And she said. Um, she sent us a picture of Casper wearing his mutt muffs in the plane and uh, his cooler that they actually put the raw dog food in when they fly. So anyway, I thought that was a great, uh, a great email. I got a couple of emails today that were very uplifting and this was one of them. So I just thought I would share, you know, that people. Awesome. Good job, Katie. Keep up the good work for her from novice to nothing to cooler full of raw meat. Yeah, this was a pet parent that nice. didn't give in, that knew enough to say, I'm not going back for more tests. What? I'm not doing it. And you know what, Dr. Andy, this is confusing to me. So acupressure, acupuncture, that's pretty much on the holistic side. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to mm -hmm. sell kibble food. Yeah. They just why? haven't made. Yeah. Why? Why? They probably also if talk maybe about homemade, maybe they the acupuncturists and well conventional veterinarians that are somewhat more integrated, like your acupuncturist, because veterinary medicine loves acupuncture a lot. Um, they talk a lot about homemade food. And they really don't travel into the raw side of things as much What's so different than the, what are they talking about cooked homemade because i mean yeah cooked. Your, sorry okay cooked. okay because yeah, i start saying whether it's sorry, homemade sorry, or pre cooked. yeah yeah there you go okay so they want you to cook it yeah you know what i was reading something today uh as i always do on these vet or they they don't actually look like they're vet sites but there are all these sites that pop up and say here's what you shouldn't feed your dog Right. Mm -hmm. And they mm -hmm. say a lot of the right things like, you know, we don't want to do xylitol and chocolate and certain um, certain uh, nuts. I mean, most nuts you don't want to give your dog. But um, then the very last one, and I always wonder if this is some type of propaganda where we will replace the non-truth inside of a um, or, or we, yeah, we place a non-truth inside of a truth. Right. Yes. So, Yes. So we have a lot of truths and now we're going to put a non-truth and, and they had a picture of raw meat, you know, in the dog's paws sitting there and it said, but 
do not feed your dog undercooked eggs or meat because this is what they said. Even though, even though, Dr. Andy, your dog may be an ancestor of the wolf, it has evolved to the point that it cannot digest these type of foods anymore. Now, it didn't say what, it didn't say how. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's so weird. Like, their teeth haven't changed. The position of the eyes haven't changed. You know, wolves have a little bit different feet and a little bit different ear structure. But that's basically because of breeding, right? The way we bred the right. dogs. Yeah. But but their digestive system, what? Has the sphincter tract shrunk up? Has the digestive system, pH just disappeared? What the hell are they talking about? Right. Those are great questions. Yeah, I don't but- know what they're talking about. Right. And most people don't. They're just like, well, uh, Dr. Google said, and it was put in there with all of these other truths. So just going to believe it. Yep. Sphincter noise. We call that sphincter noise. And we don't need any more. I love when you say it. I can't actually say the word very well. So that's why I do not join in. But I do enjoy when you say it. Well, let's let's, let's (laughs) practice. Okay. Sphincter. 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 And you know that sometimes I make up the way that words are pronounced, right? I just do because as Dr. Judy said, if I haven't gone to school, you're a doctor. Dr. Judy's a a doctor. You guys know how to pronounce things. I don't. (laughs) I became a very good speller when I went to chiropractic school. Man, I can't even say them, much less spell them. Crazy. All right, so I have a question for you um, about acupressure and acupuncture. And I want to ask you this. As an animal chiropractor, right, are you allowed to do those two modalities? No, we are. Well, acupressure, anybody can do because we're not puncturing the skin. That's why pet parents can go and take an acupressure course if they would like to. Um, there's no regulations around that because you're pressing on the same points that the acupuncture needle would go through. But acupuncture, I in the state of Colorado, I am not allowed to do that. Why? Because as chiropractors, um, we're generally not allowed to puncture the skin. Um, on the human side, I can go and take acupuncture courses and I can do acupuncture on people. But on the animal side, I cannot do those things. So you have to be a licensed veterinarian in the state of Colorado to do acupuncture. I'm I'm befuddled. Well, part of me is befuddled, but part of me is it's a pretty intense modality, right? And, and do I want to be good at chiropractic or do I want to be good at acupuncture? I mean, and on the people side of things, again, we can go take a hundred hour course um, as chiropractors. And that's pretty much your very basic points, your very basic pain points. You're not really, you're going to get a little bit of um, Chinese medicine. You're going to get a little bit of that 10,000 years of tradition, but not a whole bunch. I think acupuncture should be honored for what it is. And um, it's a, it's a big undertaking. And 
very few. I know them. They're wonderful. Some veterinarians have taken it on and then some have done, you know, some minimal courses and throw some needles in. That's fine too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but um, it, it, it's a, it's a big practice. It's a big modality. Um, it's a big tradition. It, there's a lot to it. And it's right. very different thinking from us, our, us Westerners too. All right. So let me ask you this question. So what you just said was, do I really want to be good at chiropractic or do I want to take on these other modalities that might uh, cause you to not have as great of a focus? Let's might say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but the vets can be diagnosing all types of things. Uh, they can be doing surgery uh, and acupuncture and acupressure and nutrition. So they're like all over the place. So are, are you saying that they're just not as focused or they're, or they're a different human being that they can do all that with all of that? Or, I mean, I'm just being a little bit facetious, you know, as, as I do, but I'm wondering, you know, I get it. And honestly, my opinion of what I've seen, that's just my opinion. The ones that are phenomenal at acupuncture that's all they do and that's all they've done for 20 years so would you say that specialist uh, you know we today we used to have general practitioners right mm -hmm. on, mm -hmm. on the people side we used to yes <laughs> yeah right and now we have specialist right mm -hmm. out the yin yang mm -hmm. but would you say that that's a better way to practice medicine than being a generalist you think would you want to see a specialist over a uh jack of all trades <sighs> that's a good question and i've actually pondered it right because in veterinary medicine when i started on the periphery as a chiro animal chiropractor it was 20 years ago and it was a very different landscape you had a lot of regular personally owned clinics but with one or three doctors in them you saw the same doctor all the time they handled 85 90 percent of what's going on and they and you went off to the specialist occasionally now the landscape is veterinary clinics owned by big corporations with many doctors um that you you may see a different doctor every time you're in there they're just reading notes um, they don't really have a relationship with you and your animal. And it's my perception is if it's not vaccines, simple meds, simple pain, oh, you need a specialist. Oh, I think I heard a murmur go to the cardiologist. It's, you know, and so, and same thing has happened on the people side. I just don't happen to go to the doctor or have... A bunch of clients telling me about their visits to the regular medical doctor, right? But I do know that we are struggling for GPs, general practitioners, because everybody wants to specialize because that's where the money is. Ah. So is specialization out of need or out of economy again, like money again? You know, we, I joke, I, I don't know if we've talked about it, but the old time vets that had five medications and a bunch of, um, Hey, this worked for this client. 
you know, a handful of times, try this at home. Like that was what vet medicine was so many years ago. Right. And unfortunately, all of those folks are passing away or retiring. And now we have the new age of veterinary medicine. We have the new age of medicine in general. I don't know. I don't know if it's better. Yeah, I, we were just talking about this with our daughter um, because she was talking about a clinic that she's going to be working for in, in Moab. And she said, well, here's what I see happening. She said that it's the money, just like what you said. She said where you can be in a city and work four days a week and get paid a lot of money and, um, you know, get paid on production, which I don't know if our listeners understand that production means this, that they get paid, they're salespeople. They get paid on what they sell. Commission. Yeah. Essentially it's a commission. commission. There you go. It's a better yeah. word. Um, but she said, you know, the times are changing where you really wanted to get into veterinary medicine because you wanted to help animals. That was your goal. And so if you had to make less money, you didn't care because she said, if you, um, if you do a job that you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That that's the mentality. She said, but that's not the reality. The reality is, Hey, I can go in and get paid big bucks. I don't have to work as many hours. And so that's what I'm going to do. So you combine that with all of these corporate clinics taking over and not having to think do, just do the protocol uh it's a lot less stressful for a lot more money yeah Absolutely. that does that doesn't necessarily mean or well no it doesn't mean at all that that is um the best way for our pets it doesn't mean that at oh, all. oh no oh no absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not yeah so it's it's a you know um i hope that it won't be a case where people will say, well, pets are just too expensive. They're just too darn. It's just too hard to have them because I got to try to figure them out. You know, I got to weigh out this raw food over here and I don't want to do that. I just want to scoop it out of a bag. I think, Dr. Andy, when I really look at what it takes physically for me to feed raw, what it takes physically if I were going to feed kibble, it's about the same. I still got to stick my hand in something and uh, put it in a bowl. There's that. I, I'm I'm gonna call bullshit. It's it, and I tell my clients this. This does require a little bit more of a commitment. What does that time mean? Commitment, time that commitment. Mean? Time commitment. It yeah. takes me longer to feed eight animals and eight different bowls raw food than it would kibble. Who told you to get eight animals? See. What That's happened? A good question. What, what happened to the conversation that we had that when they started passing away, you were not getting any more animals. You were going to travel. I'm a big fat liar is what I am. Big fat liar. Big fat liar. But you're right. I have that many animals and I choose to do this. Yes. And so I'm willing to put in this time commitment. But in the beginning, there's a big learning curve. Kind of like we talked about in your email. Like she went from... Beginner novice to cooler in the plane, like that's just fabulous. And but there's routines to figure out, there's containers to figure out, and, and once you get that down, you're rocking and rolling. But it it's good. it takes a little initiative. It really does. Do you think that that was insensitive of me? Of what? 
<laughs> this conversation. Calling me out on all my <laughs> no, animals? No, or? no, no, no. Uh, and, and you may not know what she's referring to, but. Uh, no, I, I actually don't. So. And, and Neely and I were talking about this, but on Apple Podcast, there was a review that came in and said, I love this podcast, but you know, they're just a little bit insensitive to new feeders. And so I was just wondering, was I being insensitive? Time's, I, I, up. Time's up. I don't know what you said. Um, and no, I'm in today. I'm in today. Oh, no, not today. No, not today. Well, maybe. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll check with Apple Podcasts. You can't. But you I, can't. Don't think it's in, I don't think it's insensitive, but I've had these conversations with clients. I think we forget how it is to be a new raw feeder. Hmm just doing it for so long yeah. and we tried so many things and we know what we want to combo and what we want to order I think I don't think it's insensitive I just think we forget like I was having a simple conversation with a client she finally got off of um my favorite farmer's dog <laughs> and um what ordered the wolf run plus I get a text this stuff smells awful. I know. I'm kind of thinking, Andy, that we need to not, it dawned on me the other day, maybe giving new feeders a tripe blend is not the best thing to do. No, but if they can do that, they can do anything. So I, that's what I told her. I texted her. I go, give me two more days. And if you can do this, you can do anything. She came in like later that week. It was her appointment. She's like, yeah, it's fine now. I'm like, you got it. But she's like, well, how do you do this? And where do you cut it? And how do you defrost it? And what am I, I'm spending so much time morning and night doing it. And so we went through my routine. She's like, oh, that helps a lot. So I think we, I don't know if insensitive, it's not insensitive. We just forget. Like oh, I'm detached, aren't I? I'm a little bit detached. I've just been doing it for so long. I pull out meat in the morning and defrost for this. I do this. Here's the bowls. You know, it's just boom, boom, boom. I do five days or six days at a time. Yeah, I do it daily. See, everybody thaw, has different routines. You thaw food daily? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I make breakfast and dinner every morning. It's actually part of my morning routine. I listen to podcasts. I wake up, I drink my coffee, I commiserate with the animals. You know, it's just kind of our thing. And I do breakfast and dinner every day. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I, uh, I'll, enough for five or six days so it goes in the you know the big bowl and bada bing bada boom I don't have to think about it but every six days yeah right for the That's life of me and maybe because I'm way too blonde I cannot figure out how much to defrost for that many days oh well I don't I don't I I really I'm always off and then I have all these bowls and if I have one bowl that doesn't have enough in it I just I, I I've tried multiple days I've gone back to every day I've seen extreme preppers, extreme preppers, and they're really good at it. They will, they will literally prep their entire month. Wow. Now you have to have some freezer space for that. Yes. And, and containers for that. Right. And, and they, yeah. they had one freezer for just that, a stand up, and they took a picture. I'll never forget this. They were so organized. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, that was beautiful. So basically once a month, they, they got their food, they thawed it out, they portioned it out, they refroze it and they, they mm -hmm. put it in containers. And I was just like, Holy wow. Moly. Yeah. That's impressive. I was impressive. Uh, now I will say that this particular super prepper had two dachshunds, like little torches. Okay. 
Okay. So yeah. that's a, that's a little bit different than having two Germans or two Pyrenees mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah, eight, eight, eight dogs, no matter what size. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think you can do it. You can do it any way you want, but yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and that is part of the lure of farmer's dog. Yes. Right. Because you don't have to do too yeah. much to farmer's dog. Uh, that is the lure to a lot of what people buy. What people buy typically is what's the easiest. Why do I say convenience kills? Right. Because we can drive to McDonald's and get our Big Mac and our fries yep. and eat it on the way home. Yes. <laughs> right. And then. Yeah. Convenience kills. That is what is killing us. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not going to change. It's only going to get more and more and more. Right. But. Uh, but, 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 as I say, I do see a lot of amazing pet parents coming over and they're like, look, I'm ready to take the plunge to full raw. Mm-hmm. I was doing half kibble, half raw. I do yep. want to, I do want to make this very clear though. Um, a lot of people stay on kibble because the belief is I need to make sure they're getting all the nutrition they need. Yes. That is a false belief. That is a little backwards. As I said, I can't can't give up my donuts because I'm pretty sure these donuts have just about everything in it I need. At least Mm -hmm. I want them to. And if I I want them to. Oh, Skittles. Is that your thing? You like Skittles. No, I meant that's what I call kibble. I'm like, you feed your Skittles. Oh, Skittles. No, I don't. Actually, I I made it through chiropractic school on coffee, diet, fuel, and Skittles. Wow. Oh yeah, it, it was. Oh my god, I was hyped up. I can't actually eat Skittles to this day. <laughs> Probably not. We all have our thing that we could just sit and eat a buttload of, right? Make ourselves sick. Sick. Did I say sick or sex or what did I say? Anyway, the <laughs> mixture. But back to you. I think that um, the you know, and in, in the next podcast, I want to talk more in depth about all of the different things that chiropractic does, because I think that some people think that we just go to chiropractors with our pets when they're limping or when they have, you know, these little uh, senior moments and stuff. And there's so many things, um, you know, where you were talking about the things get flowing and the body talks to uh, other parts of the body. And this is the way that the body functions is when it's free of debris. Yes. Very nicely put. You listen to me. I do. I listen. You think I don't listen to you? I talk, interview you. I talk to you all the time. <laughs> I never actually doubted it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, I I really love it, chiropractic because it's so non-invasive. All right. Yes. And this is what I want people. I really, if you're able to get in touch with Dr. Andy, I think that you want to have a discussion, do a consult. Tell her what's going on with your dog. What what do you see in your dog? Does he look like he's zoning out? Does he look like he's off balance? Does he look like he's limping or or can't get up as good as he used to? Right? He can be young, healthy, and looking great and still come in. Right. <laughs> right. Because we this is preventative. Yes. It's the hardest sell in the world. Preventative care. It is because you can't it see is. it. You can't, you can't see, see it, it. And you can't guarantee it. Nope. And, you, you, and people will come in and like, we've been doing this and we've been doing this and we've been doing this. And I'm like, yeah. And what if this is the minimal problem that you ended up with? Right. Right. Like you, you did all the things and, 
and they slowly got old and passed away, which is still horrible, but they didn't die of something else. You just don't know. You just got to put a little bit of faith and believe in yourself and believe in your animals. And, you know, well, what's the side effects of chiropractic work? Immediately after they can be a little bit more sore. After that, I just feel better. Yeah, right. So how many things in the world today were like, uh, there's no side effects here. And people are like, what? I can't do that. There's got to be side effects. I'm trained to have side effects in my life. Don't you hear what the manufacturers are saying on TV? There's at least 10 side effects to every. At least. I, that's a yeah. good challenge for folks. You know, when you see those commercials and they are talking about whatever medication it is. Because they're talking really fast, okay? And they're distracting you with the happy, beautiful yes. people. Yes. Try to try to count. Try to count and then email us. Try to count how many side effects did you hear in that commercial, right? Well, we got rid of regular TV four years ago, five years ago now. And so I spend the vast majority of my life not seeing a commercial. I listen to Sirius. I listen to podcasts. I don't listen to regular radio. I, I really have no idea. But I've traveled recently a couple of times and the damn hotels could not hook up my Netflix. So I had to listen to commercials. I learned about brand new diseases and I'm like, they are just making shit up to sell you pills, people. <laughs> like I, I like stuff. I'm like, no, that isn't actually a thing, but here, take a pill for that. That's actually a side effect from the other pill they have you on, but they don't mention that. Like I learned, I was like, oh my God, I, I know why everyone's anxiety is through the roof. It's the commercials. Like <laughs> right? horrific. Like I literally was trying to watch a television show and I would mute the commercials because I just couldn't do it. Could not do it. Yeah. I mean, it's called programming for a reason. Mm -hmm. mm. I have it down to a science. It was, what was it? Um, eat Arby's, but lose weight. And here's your diabetes pills. That was what? like it. Those are like the three over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, have wow. You, have you seen? how big Arby's can make a sandwich. It's pretty. <laughs> no, <big>. I, <laughs> no, I, I really couldn't even tell you where there is an Arby's because that's not what I do. But my mom went to Arby's with her friends. I joked that I had to take her to go see her friends. So they take her to get junk food. Cause I don't take her to get junk food. And she comes out with this, you know, soda glass. That's like, and she goes, this is a medium. I'm like, Oh my God, that's why we're dying. Like, yeah insane yeah yeah we're we're going to put the kibosh on vitamin d don't you know but we're gonna up your arby's sandwich we're gonna make it ginormous and then we're gonna give you a discount and then we're gonna put some really good commercials and then when you feel like your insides are coming out your sphincter we've got a pill for that we got a pill for that <laughs> May make your eyeballs bleed, but we got a pill for that. Yeah. Hey, I mean, may cause death, but who cares? All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember, every Tuesday night, Dr. Andy is over at YouTube. 
Dr. Andy's World on YouTube. I won't call it ScrewTube in honor of you, Dr. Andy. I'm not going to do it. But she still got it in there. She's not going to do it, but she got it in there. <laughs> yeah, I won't do it today. I just, you know, I'm I'm going to be respectful and I'm going to mm-hmm. be sensitive to the fact that you're on Dr. Andy's World over on YouTube. That's just me. I'm a very sensitive person. And that is every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. where you can take your questions about chiropractic, about dog nutrition. You could try to stump Dr. Andy. It's pretty easy. Oh, it isn't really. It really (laughs) isn't. (laughs) Get over there. And then you can join her on animalmagiccare.com where you can get your pet consultations, whether that is nutrition or body makes no difference just get over to animalmagiccare.com and see dr andy get your dog on a species appropriate diet because you got to get the diet right first right no need to keep doing these other things if you're going to keep pumping in the sphincter food so get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends don't let friends feed kibble i'll see you next week dr andy sounds good (laughs) bye-bye